And as I'm saying this, it needs to happen. So if anyone wants to just find a way to combine that Raven and Spongebob, please let me know and I'll be your biggest fan. Sure Things was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Unless you count my dad. heard it before. This is the greatest show you'll ever see, but you can just like skip the first season. No, 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 just like skip season one. It's fine, I promise you. You're not missing anything. I've been this person. You've probably been this person. I wombo, you wombo, he, she, me, wombo. But needless to say, it's a sentiment that's been around for a while. And I just had a question. A question? A question. <laughs> a pondering, if you will. Which was, can you just skip season one? Would these shows still hold their same overall feel if we just bypassed maybe six or seven episodes? So I thought about it in this sense. We as people all have our own season ones. The week I had this thought, I logged onto Twitter and saw this exact sentiment posted. Someone said something like, if you knew me before my 20s, you didn't know me. That was season one me. You know, that period of your life where... You overanalyzed every outfit you wore to school, you know, rocking polo shirts with long sleeves underneath or sideways hats with headbands on top. It's a time when you look back at an old video of yourself that you felt the need to post on Facebook for literally everyone you know to see. It's cringe. It's awkward. But it's still you, no? From 2018 to 2020, I feel like I've been consistently looking out for middle school me. Anything younger me wanted to do. I'd make an effort to do it. Dye my hair? Check. Apply for a job in fashion? Check. Start a podcast? Triple check. <laughs> it's not making up for lost time, it's just remembering that core self. And I think that's an interesting concept to decide, to dissect, <laughs> to dissect in terms of shows. Take Parks and Rec, for example. Beside the fact that The Office was also still on when it started, Creating a separate, hopefully successful, similar show is a daunting task. Steve Carell has a comedic energy and a tact that is hard to replicate. And I know that was never really their intention with Parks and Recreation, to recreate that. They didn't want another Steve Carell, they wanted another powerhouse in their own right. Enter Amy Poehler. Now, however, the task of figuring out how to create a fresh, authentic show, molded to her, was on the table. Enter the awkward adolescent phase of season one. In the office, stage makeup wasn't necessarily a necessity. They worked at a paper company. They were in a small circle of the same people with the same group of recurring characters. <laughs> and in Parks and Rec, it's a little bit different. Even in season one, Parks and Recreation felt a little bit more like a fantastical town with sparkly characters and some outrageous storylines. However, that feel isn't really showcased in the aesthetic of the show, at least not in season one. Amy has no eyebrows, <laughs> Nick's wardrobe is confusing, Aubrey dresses like a mix of the 2000s and the 80s, and the setting is a bit bland. The writing is another clear sign of how a show looks before puberty. <laughs> They're simply figuring out their characters, much like we figure out ourselves as we go through the ages. In season one, 
Tom is less of a douche and more of an indifferent employee. Andy is more of a douche and less of a heartwarming dork. Leslie is sort of a doofus in a way that doesn't necessarily reflect her character in later seasons. Ron actually speaks during meetings, which just feels wrong overall. And Anne, well, Anne kind of stays the same throughout the show. However, there are many sincere elements of season one that I think were important to remember as the show went on. First off, Leslie and Anne's foundational friendship? Without this growing relationship, much of the show, if not all of the show, would dissipate by season three. There's things like Tom and Amy. Well, Amy's not her name. Tom and Leslie. You know, in the beginning, it's kind of this funny back and forth between them where Tom's not really listening and doesn't really care. Well, actually, I guess that kind of stays the same as well. But you know what I mean. There's things that we see in season one that do kind of show up later on, even though they're a little bit different. And I think that's how we as people evolve, you know? There's things we did when we were kids that perhaps might seem a little bit weird or crazy or odd to do now, but if it's a part of the core self, I think it's really important to kind of look back and reflect on those things. To think, why did I love that when I was a kid? Do I still love that now? If yes, then why aren't I doing it anymore? And if no, what changed about me? I don't know. I just feel like my middle school self was kind of cool and also wanted to be cool when I was older. And I feel like I've achieved it. So I just want to like go back and be like, hey girl, guess what? <laughs> we did it. <laughs> I don't know. Again, I said that a thousand times, but sometimes you just go on Facebook and you look at an old photo album and you're like, I don't know her. But at the same time, you're like, I know exactly who that is. That's how I feel about season one of shows. You watch it and you're like, I don't know this show at all. But you're also like, that did have that episode where, you know, the characters have this moment that's reflected later in season five. And, you know, it kind of ties together that string that's left in season three. Or maybe you don't do that. Maybe that's just me. But I thought it was an interesting parallel to draw. And I thought as we go into this new year, kind of thinking about the ways in which we've transformed or, you know, evolved and developed, especially this year alone, <laughs> was something to talk about. You know, I think we can all agree that we weren't prepared for what this year would throw at us. And the truth is, I don't think we're really prepared for any year. We can plan all we want. We can set all these goals. But if life throws you a curveball, if life throws you a season one, like, all you can do is just, you know, kind of go along for the ride and kind of figure out the tweaks and the turns and the twists as you're going through it. And eventually, I mean, it could lead to an amazing season five, season six, season seven. You know, I don't, I don't think we need to go past the season seven, definitely not past the season eight, and definitely there's no need for a season nine, cough, cough, the office, but I mean, it is what it is, the past is the past. So it's been a lot of rambling, you know, this really isn't making a lot of cohesive sense, I'm realizing that as I'm talking, but am I going to post this? I think so, and am I going to not listen back to it because I'm going to cringe? Probably. But I also had the thought of talking to my dad, who I think should know me well enough to remember what I was like as a kid, and to ask him, you know, have I changed from my season one? Am I still the same or am I a little bit different? 
Um, I thought it'd be a little fun. I thought it'd be a little, you know, cool and different and weird. I don't think he knows that I have a podcast because I asked him if he wanted to listen to the theme song that he stars in and he said, what? <laughs> so I think it'll be fun to ask him. So let's go find Franklin. Oh. What do you mean every way? Give me one example. You have what example? Get on the manners. Now? But I had manners when I was younger? Interesting. That's it? Hmm? That's it? Interesting. Yeah, what do I ask Nicole? What is that? What do you do? Nothing. <laughs> it's nothing at all. So to translate, I asked my dad, you know, if I've changed since my childhood self, and he said, yes, I have no manners now. Now I have no manners, which I think is very funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's very funny. But I also think that's because, too, as you get older and you realize that you are kind of the pilot of your life in terms of keeping yourself happy and stuff, you end up saying things that maybe you didn't say when you were little anymore. I mean, you didn't say when you were little, and now you say it. And so because it's different from how you used to be, it's considered rude and having no manners. <laughs> but I also think I'm pretty, 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 pretty blunt with my dad. So that's also probably why he said that. I was going to ask my sister, but she seems to have been gone. So, well, she's gone, but I think also it's because she has me for Secret Santa, to be honest. After this recording, I will know for sure because we're revealing it tonight, but I'm pretty sure she has me. She's being very secretive, um, and I'm very aware of when she's lying, and she's been lying. So, <laughs> I think she has me, but we'll see. But regardless of any of that, let's get back into you know, the content of this podcast, which is Jamaica and Michael Shore shows. So to tie this all, all around to Jamaica, too, I think it's interesting to note that when I was little, when I was little, I didn't really appreciate every trip we took to Jamaica or the island itself. I don't think I really took the time to sit there and kind of think about you know, the gratitude I should feel to be able to be able to go back to my homeland, or not my homeland, but my parents' homeland, and to go back to see family and friends and, you know, people who've been family friends for years. And also just to have a heritage that's so rich and so influential and so, like, diverse in everything they can do and have done and continue to do. Um, when I was little, you know, season one me didn't really, didn't really appreciate it. I kind of was like, oh, we're taking another trip, or, oh, um, you know, I'm gonna be in this different place that I don't know that well. Now, season 24, me, every single day, every single hour, every single minute, I'm like, I need to be back on the island of Jamaica, because America is the ghetto, um, has been, always will be, it's fine, when I mean, it's not fine, and hopefully it won't always will be, but also the ghetto so and I just would rather be with my family on a little island you know hopefully they think I have manners and they would love 
for me to be there, but also who knows? But I think that's also just an interesting question to pose, like, if anyone can relate to that, if they perhaps used to take family trips or like, I don't know, something from your childhood about your heritage that maybe you didn't appreciate as much as you do now. And I think that's something that probably comes with age. And again, with that transformation and that evolving as you get older, you know, you start to see things differently. You start to appreciate smaller things. You start to appreciate things that you used to think were just, you know, you kind of took for granted. Um, and I thought that was just an interesting question to also pose as we go into this new year. If there's anything that we kind of, you know, just thought would always be there or just assumed we'd always have or didn't really think about the privilege we have to go to these places. And now with this whole, whole year, I feel like a lot of things have been put into perspective and what's important might have changed. And one thing I know that I felt this year very strongly, especially now during the holiday times, was that I miss Jamaica so much and I wish we were there. We would usually always be there during this time. Um, you know, and I just miss, miss the feeling of being feeling so, so, so in the right place. Like anytime it was the holidays and we're in Jamaica, I was like, right, this is where I should be. Um, yeah. And that's not even because this cold is not it, even though it's not, but also it just, it was just, it felt right and you felt serenity and it felt like I was content, you know, and just being with family is something I think a lot of us too have thought about this year. And I miss that. So that's another thing. Um, also, if while I'm talking, anyone's like, this girl is so annoying and just the worst because she just whatever, you know, feel free to just, you know, click on out or, you know, whatever it may be, because that's also possible. This <laughs> has been so much ranting and rambling. I literally am not listening to one single word of this anyways yeah so I thought that was an interesting thing um because yeah season 24 me me now definitely definitely like just feels the urge to tell every single person that I'm Jamaican and that Jamaicans are my everything <laughs> um so yeah I think that's interesting I also think a little spicy little thing we can address but I really get into because I don't want it to get a little bit dicey but um, I grew up in a predominantly Jamaican church too um, and season one me season two and three for me you know super 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 in there like swimwear and I feel like as I grew up not that I'm not in the church or not you know as into my faith or anything like that but I do think I've changed a lot of the ways that I was raised, I believe I am not exactly in the exact line right now. Don't know why I went British there. Um, but yeah, definitely think it's a little bit different. Um, and season 24 me now isn't exactly the same um, in that aspect, legit. <laughs> but again, don't really want to get into it. Just thought that's another interesting thing to pose because I feel like a lot of people can probably relate to that as well. <laughs> um yeah so I didn't really I don't know I just thought this was an interesting topic I thought the way that shows develop is very much like how humans develop and I think that's because you know stuff about humans so shows are usually about people or 
people problems or people relationships. Um, and I think it's interesting to see the ways in which they develop. And also, I think you can develop with the show as well. You know, that's why a lot of shows hold such special places in people's hearts. Because you grew up watching it. Just like people talk about Cheers or like people talk about Gilmore Girls or people talk about, I don't even know. Like, I can remember watching Family Matters, watching a step-by-step, -step, watching Sister, Sister, you know, like those things. Raven, don't even get me started. SpongeBob, don't even get me. If I could make a podcast, honestly, about both of those things, and as I'm saying this, it needs to happen. So if anyone wants to just find a way to combine that to Raven and SpongeBob, please let me know and I'll be your biggest fan. But yeah, the way I grew up with those shows you know, they're always going to be with me. Just like, and I think our whole generation, a lot of it, you know, the Spongebob humor is off the, off the walls. Everybody mostly can, you know, throw out a quote and five other people will answer you. Um, but I don't know, you develop the shows too and they kind of mold who you are as a person or your sense of humor, um, things like that. So I just think there's a lot of connection and I think it's something that's interesting to dissect and discuss. Um, I hope this hasn't been a super weird podcast episode, even though I'm pretty sure it is. I can feel it in my bones that, you know, a few eyebrows will be raised. Um, but I'm glad I had my dad do a little guest appearance in this. He's not going to remember that I asked him to do this, I promise you, within the next two days. I'm going to say, hey, dad, the episode's up, and he's going to be like, what are you talking about? So that'll be cool, you know, love bonding with the dad. Anyways, I'm going to sign off. So I hope everybody sort of kind of enjoyed listening to this. And you know, just want to send a little voice hug to anyone. This is me sending you a voice hug. Voice hug. Um, because I know times are tough and life is weird. Also, full disclosure, my dad was watching his cowboy movies as I was recording him. So if you hear that in the background, just know... That's what that was. Um, I caught him off guard because I wanted it to be authentic. And, you know, he said I had no manners, which wasn't what I was expecting. <laughs> so, you know, we just, it's fresh, it's its new, it's dicey, it's weird. And we're just going to leave that. Okay? All right. Going to play Doan's amazing outro now because I literally don't know what else to say. This has been an episode of Sure Things. Bye-bye. <laughs>
and I'm looking at the clock, and the clock's kind of like going a little bit slow, and I'm kind of like, whose side are you on? All right, bye.